All right, g'day everyone. Welcome to the Link Duo. It's been a while, George. It has been, man. We seem to have a lot of breaks <laughs> between oh, yeah. our podcasts, bro. But we're back Definitely again, too. man. We're and gonna try and stay consistent. That's it. And you know what? We're here with our special guest, Toby. Welcome, Hello. Toby. Hello. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, before we get started, let's link in. Let's do it. That's a little intro for everyone. I hope you're having a good day wherever you are. Toby, how was your day? Yeah, good. Didn't do too much, but had a run on the beach, a bit of yoga on the beach. So Yeah, nice. Is there perfect. a because you've just recently relocated up to Coffs Harbour? Yep. Yeah, so um I'll I'll start like so Toby's a he's a good friend of mine. He's a good friend of uh he's a partner of one of my close uni friends. Yep. And um just had a few nights there where we sort of had, well, I guess you call them D&Ms, where we got to know each other and shared, yeah. our, shared our thoughts with one another. Nah, awesome. And that's, that's why I decided to get um, Toby on the show today, because I feel like he's, he's a great person for, for the topic we have today. Just, just to have that extra person, f- uh, their opinion. And uh, yeah, welcome to the show again, Toby. Thank you. Um, do you want to, you got a question uh, for Toby? Or? Let's just get, let's get straight into it, Toby. Toby, Toby's Tobe, Sorry, I'll just I'm getting straight into it. Um, can you tell us a bit about your background, like your work, where you're from? Because you just, uh, George just mentioned that you moved to Cos Harbour, but where you, where were you before? What were you doing, and what do you do now? Okay, so I'm from Brisbane. I've been up there for most of my life, growing up there. So for the past probably nine years, I've worked in disability and mental health. Um. At about the age of 27, I moved down to Newcastle. So I've been down there for a few years, and I just moved up to Coffs Harbour now at the beginning of this year. So in that time, doing a lot of disability mental health support, I've also studied a lot of mental health and psychology as well. Um, I've done my training in life coaching and hypnotherapy. Um, so basically, most of the things I do, it's just working all around the mind, all around mental health and um, collecting a lot of different tools for the toolbox to work with it because mental health is not just a very, it's not a simple thing. It's it's complex. So the more tools you've got to work with, the better. That's, oh, that's awesome, awesome, man. Do you just focus on adults or do you work with all ages from like children all the way up to the elderly? Yeah, all ages. Pretty much in disability mental health support, I'll work with all ages. It's basically whatever clients throw in my way. Um as far as my personal interest goes, I'm interested in probably more the young adults, people who are old enough to really comprehend and understand, but young enough still to make quality change in their life and progress to a good to a good life. That's awesome, man. And how did you how did you get into that line of work, or like what made you want to explore that avenue? Uh, it was just opportunity at the time. So before um, before I started, I was working retail. I was doing a bit. Of, food retail and also Optus and telecommunications. Um, you know, you get sick of retail after a while. It's True, nothing man. too exciting. But then um, I joined, just out of high school, I um, got connected to a Christian church and I joined the youth group there. So I was part of part of that for quite a few years, being one of the youth leaders and, yeah. and just working closely, mentoring with a lot, of the, a lot of kids. So I really enjoyed that. And then a lot, an opportunity came up to work in a disability service as a support worker. 
Um, so I took that opportunity and then the job offered to pay for a certificate for in mental health. So another opportunity arose and it just led me down to that direction. But I found as well for my own life, you know, I started my life as a very shy, quite timid child. There was no confidence at all. Um, learning about mental health and understanding human psychology, that was almost my strength in a way. It's like, you know, you can be weak. When you have a gun in your hand, you become stronger. Yeah. That almost became the weapon. Um, just learning to understand other people and human nature in general, ultimately helping me learn about myself. It's awesome, man. It's definitely, I, I feel like it's something we'll get you on the show later on to, to discuss to discuss deeper with us. Because mental health, it, like, in yeah. today's yeah. society, is so important to know about and to actually make sure you're looking after yourself. Because I know at our school, as teachers, um, mental health has been a priority in our well-being of ourselves and our students. So I definitely would be keen 100%. to... 100%. If, if you'd be keen after this, like, I don't know what your thoughts would be after this show, but if it's something you'd be interested in, would we'd love to have you back, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm keen. Not a problem. Awesome. Um, just a quick one. Like, I know you've, you know, relocated from Brisbane. You grew up in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, moved to Newcastle. Now you're in, in Coffs Harbour. Do you have a preference? Did you, is there pros and cons to, to each place you've been? Like, do you have, do you have, is, is there a preference you have of where you've been? Not really a preference, but it's different. Like, for me, it's a different world entirely. Like, you only have to move about half an hour down the road and you get connected into a new world. And it's literally like being on another planet. True. So it's like, if you're expecting different, you're going to get different. Um, it's hard to compare them because they are so different. But I found, um, obviously, up in Brisbane, you've got Brisbane, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, with three cities almost joined into one giant mega city in a sense. So it's a lot bigger up there. There's a lot more going on. Uh, we're going down to Newcastle. It's still a city, but it's just like a country town city. It's a smaller beach, surfy city. Yeah. Different vibe and culture altogether. So I always believe that you'll always grow or shrink to the environment you put yourself in. Nice. That includes the, the people that you hang around, the, the lifestyle you, you bring upon yourself and just the physical place you're in. So, yeah, it's very, they're very different. There's no real preference. Um, I think it's important to be able to appreciate everything for what it is. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah, because um, I just recently got back from the Gold Coast visiting my family up there, man. I, I love it up there. It's like, Yeah, it's a nice spot. <laughs> that southern end between, like, Burley and Coolangatta. You're not a fan? I love it, man. That's you, perfect. Oh, you do? Oh. Yeah. Man, it's, I don't know, every time I go there, I, it just feels like home. So I think it's yeah. somewhere I picture myself in a few years. So, yeah, I'm jealous that you got to uh, sort of live up in that area or grow yeah, up. Yeah, well, area. yeah. Is it, is it well, much different from um, where it was when you grew up? Has it changed a lot since since, um, uh, since your childhood and your, your teens, I guess? A little bit. I mean, it's, it's definitely grown. So where I'm from up there is on the south side of Brisbane. So it's still a bit more, clo- a bit closer to the country. Yeah. So I'd always call it um, like a donut. It's like the whole of the donut. Yeah. It's a shithole and everything good <laughs> around it. So you're about 20, 25 minutes to Brisbane, 25 minutes yeah. to surface paradise, to the mountains. Everything's within around that 20 to 30 minute. Yeah drive all around so it's a perfect location but it's just boring in that spot that i was from 
but that's grown quite a lot. Even just going up there visiting uh, recently, I've noticed how much more that's grown. <laughs> um, you got another question? Yeah, all right. Because you're a Queenslander, do you? All right. Like we both love our sports. Are you a Queensland or a New South Wales supporter? I've watched about two games of football oh. in my life, and one was at work with a client. Uh, yeah. uh, right. But in saying that, I always supported New South Wales because I was born in Newcastle, so I did the full loop. Oh, oh, all right. oh so you were, However, you were actually born in Newcastle. Born in yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. All right, all right. So I was there for probably about a day or two in the hospital, so I don't have to really count it too much. Um, apart from that, I like the colour blue more than maroon. Um, but then now after living in both states as an adult, yeah. I do prefer living in Queensland. Uh, just with some minor, just some minor laws that make yeah. life a lot easier. Um, uh, just quickly going back when you're saying how everything was like, you know, 25 minutes, half an hour away, wherever you lived in Brisbane. Yeah. I, I find in Brisbane, the difference between, uh, or Bris- I don't know if it's Queensland or Brisbane, when people say like down the road, in Brisbane, they when they say it's down the road, they mean thirty minutes or twenty five minutes. Yeah. Whereas, where I'm from in Newcastle, we say down the road, it's literally down the road five, five minutes. minutes or less. <laughs> is that yeah, is you that, know, is that a common thing or? Yeah, actually, I've thought about that myself, and that's a very real thing. I've noticed like people just living in the both places. I noticed it was normal for to, you know, for a friend to call me up at eleven o'clock at night and say, "Hey, you want to get a coffee?" I'm like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it. I've got to work tomorrow, so." Let's not have a, a late one. And then we drive into Brisbane City half an hour away, have a coffee, then drive back and then in bed by one. Oh. So, and that was a normal thing where I found living in Newcastle, like it, may, it might have been the little country, surfy, hippie town vibe. Yeah. But like 10 minutes down the, down the road, oh, I'll wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that, that mindset, that it's whole too- perception of what's a long way, it's- like distance, the perception of distance change dramatically it's it's too late it's too <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's interesting <laughs> no, that's awesome um do, do we want to get into the nitty-gritty right. or yeah, let's get let's get straight into it because i reckon this this it's, week is a bit controversial but yeah. um it's a bit tough because we're going to be talking about cancel culture and like how's cancel culture and gender neutral relate neutrality relate to each other because it's a very um, big point at this time with what's going on in the US, in Europe. So I think your mic's cutting out a little bit there. Oh, oh I think you need to bring it closer. Is that? Bring, bring it closer. All right, sorry. So we're going to be talking about cancel culture and gender neutrality oh, yeah. and how it's been affecting our generation now, uh, Generation Z, millennials, and how it's affecting our society because everything's changing with schools, in the de- workplace, in the defence force, but also a lot of popular things are being cancelled. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know about you boys, <laughs> are we are we getting a bit too sensitive these days? Like, what, what do you boys think? Like, um, do you know much, mm. have you heard much about the cancel culture, Tobe? Yeah, a little bit too in there. I don't watch a lot of mainstream media. I just yeah. prefer to go in, with more independent source a lot of the time, but I mean, it really depends on which end of the side of the fence you find yourself on. You know, we're very much a world of duality, right, wrong, good, bad, left, right. Are you on the left side of politics or the right side of politics? Because it's very rare to find people actually on the middle ground where a lot of people would say they are on the middle ground. Yeah. 
but evidently it doesn't seem so. Um, so with uh, things like cancel culture, you know, basically cha- having to change names of things, you know, it's all seems to be the left wing that wants to take over the world. Yeah. Fair enough, I can understand a lot of ways. You know, we don't want to offend people and hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. At the same time, do we need to be taking responsibility for someone else's feelings? Yeah. So I'm not going to come to you and start calling your names and trying to offend you. Yeah. That would make me an asshole. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm going to offend you, you have to take the offense, just like a gift. If you don't take it, I can't give it to you. I can't physically hand you a gift unless you physically choose to take it from my hand. Yeah. There is an element of responsibility on both parts. So it seems as having to change the names of products and words we can and can't say. It's only one, very one-sided there. Yeah. Yeah, and so we look at the one example uh, that's recently changed would be Coon Cheese. Yeah. We can no longer say Coon Cheese. Yeah. Um, whether we say the name or not, whether it's printed or not, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. If somebody is still offended by the word Coon, whether that word is visibly seen or audibly heard, yeah. they're still sensitive and fragile yeah. to that word yeah because yeah. because the history behind the the cheese it, i think the guy that started it he, it was his name like or his last name so yeah like, that's right um i don't actually mind the name change because it's gonna cheer it's my cheer last cheese. name but um yeah something like that i i really don't think it's a big deal um yeah i feel like it's a very in my opinion small minority or whatever it is that you know have just kept kicking at the door or whatever it is, and and yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's resulted in this this name change or whatever. So, what do you think, what do you think about it, Adam? Like, well, you think about um the Golden Gay time, so that was um people were communicating on social media and everything about the name change for Golden Gay time to go go away. Um, but I'm trying to find the article, and what's the um. Make sure you stay close to the mic. Yeah, I'll try and <laughs> stay close. But the the brand, what's the dessert brand it is? Um, Which one? For Golden Gay Time. The brand behind it? Yeah, um, here it is. Here's the... Uh, here's is it Streets? Yeah, yeah, yeah so Streets. Is it Streets? Street, that's it. And the yeah. Streets came out and said that it's been around for generations. It's been out since the 50s, 60s. And that yeah. it used to, in that time, it meant gay time meant happy. It didn't have anything to do with sexuality or anything, and that's and they literally come up and said, "Yes, people are against it, the ga- the name of it, but we're not changing it because back when it was originated, it was just that it was a happy time. When you had the golden gay time, you're excited, you're happy, and it's just relaxed. But I'm very, I know there's a lot of things happening with like." Famous like books, like I love reading my books from J.K. Rowling's book, the Harry Potter series, to Captain Underpants. A lot of the books and everything have been um, cancelled and all that. And I'm, I'm really open minded, but it's we are definitely getting a bit yeah. softer. Um, with the the Golden Gay Time one, yeah. Do you think it's more religious groups? What do, What do you boys think? It's like that want the name changed because I'll put it to you, Toby. Do, does that offend mm-hmm. you? Like I don't think it'll. Does it really offend the, the gay community or, you know, or do you think it's like re- more religious groups pushing for that name change because of... Yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't even think it'd be religious groups so much. I think it's the left wing yeah. and anyone who finds themselves as part of a minority because you can be any kind of a minority and now you're part of the rest of this group of minorities. Yeah. 
And it's quite a lot of the time, it's not even the people who are supposed supposedly being offended yeah. by these these terms. It's the people who are standing up and thinking you can't say this because you're going to offend okay. this minority. It's yeah. not even the minority itself in a lot of cases. However, in the times that it is, I feel like when people think for themselves individually, they don't take offense. But if if my group that I'm a part of gets offended by this term, then in order for me to continue being a part of this group and actually fit in as part of this minority, have an identity within this group, yep. I need to also take on offense. Yep. So sometimes the, the offense isn't actually genuine and real to the individual. Yep. It's simply a part of, it, it, it's what comes with, being a part of this particular group. Okay. So it's, it's a group momentum that's causing these changes. I feel like a lot of individual people do see a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. You know, here we are as individual people thinking and discussing these, and we see the sense. But you know, maybe if we look close at our own lives, any kind of a group that we might find ourselves identifying with, have we latched onto any belief systems or any, any thoughts? just because that's what our particular group yep. hangs on to. Yeah, 100%. As you learn in school, um, I know in year 12 you do the whole belonging, but everyone has a worldview. Everyone has a view on society, on individuals, on like relationships, everything. Everyone has a view, and I like how you were saying about when you, were, when you join a community, when you join a group, do you have your own uh, beliefs and views? Do you join their beliefs? I like that because... Definitely having that um, worldview on everything is so important these days because I don't feel like the next generation coming through, they're very one-sided. Unless, because we need to teach them more about um, the openness and having your own worldview and creating it, and that's where like your faith comes down, your personal experiences and everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, another thing too, like um, I don't think. There's a whole, uh, the whole cancel culture thing. It's not all negatives. I, I find there's go a good side to it. So like the whole, um, like you know, R. Kelly thing. Um, I think that was a positive that came out of that. Um, yeah. Who was the other guy? That Howard. Do you remember that Howard Weinstein or something like that? He was the produce. Was he a big Hollywood producer or actor? Or that was. Sexually assaulting. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein one was it that, that one? Yeah, was yeah. it in in around in yeah. that one? Yeah, was it something? Yeah, like part of that. I think so. Yeah. Not too sure about it. But um, yeah, no, definitely. There's definitely like positives in all these yeah. things. I mean, like in order for the human race to progress, yeah. we have to constantly change. Like you'll look at any kind of profession you would work in, documentation has to be updated and changed all the time. Yeah. Uh, this is why we're in the year 2021, we're not talking in the, thou, and thuses and all this. Yeah. You know, how art thou? You know, <laughs> language has progressed over yeah, time. It. So, it can, progression is going to always be both positive and negative. Yeah. It's, it's, it's progression. That's a neutral term, yeah. I guess, in one way of looking at it. But there'll be positive changes. There'll be negative change. And it's, it's a matter of adjusting and trialing and erroring things over time. Yeah. Um, you know, hanging on to the good changes that actually work and then but being also being able to acknowledge the negative ones and yeah. change them further to make it better. Yeah, because I, I believe, like, I, I feel like cancel culture is good when it's, um, you know, dealing with the, the current and ongoing sort of um, situation. So the whole, yeah, that whole 
um, Hollywood, whatever the Weinstein thing, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and even, I don't know, I the whole Ellen DeGeneres thing. Do you remember, remember hearing about that? Trying to get her show cancelled and all that because of the uh, the abuse on the staff or whatever. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how 100% true that is, but if it was happening, like, you yeah. know, I agree with that. Like, people were fighting for their for their um, their rights, I guess. There has, there has been a lot of positives. Yeah. Like, there was the Me Too movement that um, was naming and shaming people and perpetrators of sexual assault, abuse, and harassment to women. Yeah. And that really helped the women to get yeah. rights, to get um, their own agencies, solidarity to survivors. Yeah. So they were able to support that because of the whole coming out. And this, especially today with the whole social media, Cancel culture is all on social media now. Yeah. With TikTok, with Instagram, with Twitter. That's where um, these days, because I know um, Kanye, Kanye West, yeah. he was cancelled because he, um, he had a comment. And it, I was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that guy's constantly on <laughs> cancel. Can't see that. <laughs> People today, like, yeah. West, when they um, say something on Twitter, yeah. like even Donald Trump, the US president, who was, well, former US president, like he had everything banned because of the language and his the way he acted in public and on social media. So cancel culture is a good thing, but it's just how we use it. Do you think it um it affects our freedom of speech though? Like, what do you guys think? Sometimes, like, uh, yeah, I think absolutely to some degree. Um, I do believe in full freedom of speech. We should have the ability to to speak out exactly what we're thinking. Like that's how human beings grow and progress. It's how the world progresses, getting all thoughts out. Yeah. Just because a thought is spoken doesn't mean it has to be accepted and believed by everybody. It's like, there's a great quote, I forget who it was by, but it's the mark, it's the mark of an intelligent mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Yeah. I mean, this is what we should all be doing. We should be listening to all sides of an argument yeah. and not just uh, the side of the people within our own group. Yeah. You know, you don't have to accept it. You can listen to an opposing opinion. But an, a truly open-minded person should be able to sit down and listen to a proud pedophile talking about their beliefs yeah. without judgment just for that period of time, even if it's half an hour. Once that half an hour is gone, you can disregard everything they say if that's what you wish to do. But you should be able to listen and take something in because even if you have no intention of taking in that ideology and perspective of life, yep. it's foolish to think that there is nothing that you can learn, not even a perspective that you can gain. Yep. Oh, that's crazy. You know, that's an extreme example, but you know, most of the time in life, we're not dealing with such extreme examples. Yep. It's a lot more yep. simple. And if we had more of an open mind, we would be able to grow and progress a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The like the pattern I've been seeing. It's like an attack on like successful people. Yeah. So, you know, is it is it worth going back uh, ten to fifteen years and finding a tweet that someone wrote at that time? So, uh, the one I'm talking about is um Kevin Hart. A few years ago, he rejected hosting the Grammys or was it the Grammys or no Oscars? Oscars, the Oscars because of a tweet he said. Um, it was like anti-homosexual or something like it was, yeah, it was very homophobic. 
at the time. But at yep. the time, do you do you think that's worth something bringing up in the in our our times now? Even though it was ten to fifteen years ago, like, do you think it's or something, it or do you think it's just people that they've got nothing better to do and they're just looking for 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 something people, to do? Like, people are looking to to find. How I say this. People are looking to justify their victimhood yeah. and to justify the victimhood of others in the world. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's much point going back. Yeah. Not, not in relevance to now. So you can go back and look at what someone said years ago. I mean, I could look at um, some blogs I've written 10 years ago and I would probably disagree with everything I said yeah. 10 yeah. years ago because naturally you grow and you progress and then, you know, a classic example is we look back at our Facebook memories. Oh, like, we all like seeing photos, but we hate reading the things we wrote. Oh, I was just thinking that too, you know? man. Yeah. Like, I've seen things I've I've written in the past on Facebook from, what, 20... Yeah. To even, yeah, 2009 or 2008. I'm just like, it just makes yeah. me cringe so much. I know. You feel a deep embarrassment within yourself just reading your own status. But at the time, you didn't feel that because yeah. it was relevant to that time. It was relevant to what was going in the yeah. world, the world and culture you found yourself yeah. in. Um, but it may not be relevant now. So homophobia, I'm, obviously I'm not for homophobia, yeah. but it was a very real thing and it was, a, and it was in the past. Yeah. It was, there was a time where it wasn't accepted yeah. Yeah. and I don't hold the blame on to individual people because that's what the world and culture around them, that's the mindset it had. Yeah. So it's understandable. But we have progressed. So I think looking back at the past and things like that, it's good to to look at it in a sense of that's where we were. Look how far we've come. Let's continue into this good direction we're going. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, because that, that's where, for me, I feel like it's a bit um, over the top where, you know, people are digging in the past for for dirt on 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 celebrities or people today or people of power. Um, yeah, absolutely. Try and bring them down or whatever, but you know, I it didn't really change my opinion on Kevin Hart. I love the guy. Like, yeah. I love, I love his movies. I love his comedy and and just he's yeah. one of those people. I think he he brings a bit of light into the world. And I think if you make yeah. people laugh, like it hasn't, you know, I I don't agree with what he said back then, but it hasn't affected me. And um, because I th- I'm pretty sure it was part of a comedy, um, a stand up show he did too. Like he quoted something from his one of his stand-ups so um and i don't think that ever got cancelled or anything like that so um i don't know if it's do you guys think there's just people out there wasting energy like doing these kind of type of things what do you you think about um so captain underpants just got books got cancelled because of one one book where it had a um asian character where the boys like karate or some sort of um karate or Jiu-jitsu or whatever it is, from an Asian character. And that got, because um, of all the hate towards the Asians because of COVID and all that, that book got cancelled, which cancelled the whole series just ju- due to one book. Yeah. So people are just aiming for certain things to be cancelled. It's not the whole, oh, let's go and cancel the whole book series because it's inappropriate or it's rude, but they're just attacking a specific thing. So, yeah, definitely people these days are aiming for certain things to be cancelled, not just general things, but specific things. Oh. Can you can you hear us, Tobe, still? Or? 
I can hear you, Jordan. Adam, you're, you're breaking up a little bit Adam, here and there. Just need to speak into the... All right, speak a bit clearer. Yeah. So I, my opinion yeah. is whole, all about how it's really specific. The whole cancel culture, yes, it's um, a big thing, but it's very specific on certain things as well from with the Black Lives Matter um, campaign. Things were cancelled due to that. and I, But also like the eight, um, how Asians have been treated in the US in all around the world due to COVID, they're getting um, getting the blame, but it's not them. So books are being cancelled, um, people coming out and blaming people. So I really think it's, um, yes, people look back, but it's a very specific topic as well, like what people aim at. Yeah, like um, that. I think there's certain Disney movies or something. Apparently, I'm just saying here, apparently Dumbo, do you know... Dumbo the elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they had something racist in that. The portrayals of the crows in Dumbo were came across as racist. So, uh, I don't know if are people looking into things too too deeply, or just yeah. looking for reasons to to have a have a voice or whatever. Did, what, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, well, I think they are. I mean, you can you can fine comb the entirety of human history. Yeah. And you're going to come up with plenty of evidence because we've got thousands of years to look back yeah. through and every country in the world and every race and culture. But is that, that's not going to make any differences. The past is the past. Like Dumbo was made when it was made. It makes absolutely no difference yeah. to the attitudes of people now. You know, it's, like, it's what we choose to do now. I feel like it's, an easy, it's a lot easier to, to fight a problem like the name of a cheese or the name of an ice cream. Yeah than it is to actually change the the mindsets and attitudes of, of groups of people in the in the modern day. Yeah. I think what these what this does though is, you know, we look at um, the George Floyd situation that happened a year ago today. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, you know, really sparked up the Black Lives Matter movement in in the last couple of years. You know, that's fair. That's a, a real situation. Yeah. The people are getting there and protesting yeah. for. Fair enough. Yeah. When you start adding in the name of cheese and the name of an ice yeah. cream and a blackboard or a whiteboard, in the end of the day, that just pisses people off, mm. and that's what creates more negative attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And so we need to get to the point and not waste time with the, the irrelevant details. Yeah. Like who hasn't? I mean, every student who's ever been a student at a school or a university or a TAFE will do their course thinking, what is this useless crap? Because there's so much irrelevant information. 100%. You know, we've all done workplace health and safety a million times. Yeah. We know it. Yeah. But we will continue doing it until the day we die, yeah. or until we're, our student days are over. Yeah. Um, you know, they are relevant to a degree, but at the same time, it does create negative attitudes because yeah. people get tired of the crap. Man, you've hit the nail on the head there, bro. That's perfect. Um, I don't know. There's a quote from so Rowan Atkins, yep. Mr. Bean. He um he yeah. compares uh, the cancel culture to a medieval mob looking for someone to burn. Does do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, that's um, brilliant. Yeah, but I I don't understand. Like, what's the point of digging into the past? So, like, I'm saying here now, like. Um, six of the Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published due to apparent racist undertones. Like, 
I read Dr. Seuss as a kid. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. I don't know. It hasn't really affected my life as a, like, no. I'm, I'm not a different person because of it. Like, I'm sure you boys have <laughs> had Dr. Seuss read to you or, like, did you, yeah. Well, like, that's everyone's, like, growing up, Dr. Seuss was in nearly everyone's life because that was such a good um, series of books to read. So that's really specific. Like cancelling four books, yeah. something what was written what twenty years ago, yeah. thirty years ago, like something I don't understand. Right, is people going back and complaining about these books? Um, they're getting they're not getting republished or whatever. Yeah, but how does a show like uh, Family Guy, The Simpsons, Simpsons Futurama? Yeah. How do they continue to produce those shows? With you know, where's the where's the cancel culture on that? Those sort of things. Yeah, I guess in the essence of comedy, yeah. you know, and all in good yeah. in good humour, people can get away with a bit more. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at, say, the term bitch, a female dog, yeah. why has that not been, exactly. been yeah. changed? Because plenty of people could get offended by that word. But it's not the word in itself that's an issue. It's the, it's the way in which it's used. Yeah. I mean, you could have a friend and say, hey, bitch, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no offence taken because it's, the, the tone in your voice, the attitudes behind it, everything suggests yep. everything except that one word, All everything surrounding the communication suggests yep. this is all in good, fun and humour. Yep. And, and I find like uh, a lot of these, as you said, it's it was, you know, a part of the time that was what was appropriate yep. um, at the time. So um, I have a, like an example of when I, I used to work at Woolworths in the seafood department and one day... Um, this man comes up and he's he he didn't even see me. He was just like concentrated on what he wanted in in the um the fish cabinet, and what he wanted was uh, we sold uh, blackfish fillets. Um, <laughs> and he literally came up to the counter, didn't even spot me behind the counter, and he just goes, "How you going, mate? I'll get half a kilo of those nigger fillets." <laughs> and he looked up at me. Yeah. And his face just dropped, like, and and you know, I, I, I don't know, I was pretty mature, like I, I was like, it's fine, mate, because I understood where you know the time he grew up, the era he grew up in, that's you know just how they spoke. Yep. He he grew up in that generation where, you know, that was a normal thing to to speak like that. I guess so. I didn't take any offense to it. I actually thought it was. People might disagree with me saying this, but I I thought it was funny, like it was humorous to me. Like, and he felt yeah. he felt terrible. But the thing that <laughs> sort of offended me afterwards was when he goes, "Oh, it's all right, mate. Um, I have a lot of indigenous friends." <laughs> like that offended me more than him actually calling yeah. those fillets. So, but so the condescending cover-ups yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah. <laughs> the worst bit. The thing is, like. <laughs> That's like me today going back and trying to find who this man is and, you know, naming and shaming him. So, and, you know, trying to, I guess, destroy his life. But is, yeah, is that, is that the same as what these people are trying to do with these, you know, cancelling these products or cancelling, um, trying to cancel celebrities for things they did in the past? Is that, is that the same thing or does that sound like the same thing to you guys? Or sh- should I go after this man? No, I don't think it matters. I think, I mean, you have every right to take offence. 
Yeah. But is that going to serve your life? Is that going to yeah, make no. you a stronger, happier person? Yeah. Or is it going to lower your self-esteem yeah. and make you more miserable and keep your mind focused yeah. on all the problems and all the things that can offend you? Like, you don't benefit from taking offense. Yeah. You benefit from growing above the offense. Yeah. I mean, it's always a choice to see humor. You don't have to particularly like somebody's sense of humor. Yeah. But if you can at least see that that's all it is. It's a sense of humor. It's not an actual intent to offend and hurt. Yeah. You know, and being able to understand what people's intentions are, that's what gives you the power. Yeah. To be able to look past your own initial feelings and reactions yeah. and to be able to empathize with a person enough to see what is this person intending right here? Yeah. Do they mean any harm? This person might be a complete dickhead. That's okay, but do they mean any harm? Yeah. Yeah, that's what gives you back the power. And that's definitely um, if you take offense, it's how. That's also yeah. where you will view is yeah. if you're somebody who's very sheltered and very closed off, it's going to affect you more than if you're very open minded yeah. and have a growth mindset. Yeah. If you're just fixed, saying you can't use that word, you can, um, you can't um use those certain words. I'm not going to say anything because yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, but if you use those certain words and you're just fixed because you're just saying, no, nah, can't use that because it's offensive, it's rude. Um, where compared to previous generations where it was actually used um, Yeah, I, like I feel like um, I understood the time yeah. that he grew up. It was It was a normal thing. Like... I think uh, these days we're a lot more, you know, respectful of people's um, cultures and backgrounds and things like that. But are we taking it to the point where it's too, you know, we're we're overthinking it and thinking like we need to stand up, like have um, a bit more of a voice for these, you know, these these communities and um, different populations and things like that. Like that's that's what I'm trying to get to. Are we? No. Is this whole mm. cancel culture? Is it? Are we taking it too like far. too far? Like, is it? Are we? Are we trying to play catch up? Is what I'm saying. Is trying to make. I it think we're definitely pushing it to the extreme, and you know, I like to talk about balance. Like, everything good is in a balance point. Nothing's good at extremes. Yeah. Doesn't matter which end of the extreme you're on. An extreme is an extreme, and it's going to tip the balance. So, what happens if you look at a pendulum? A pendulum goes to one extreme, and then then naturally goes back to the opposite extreme. I use the analogy of standing on a fence. If you were balancing on a fence, when you hop up on that fence, for the first few moments you're going to wobble back and forward until you find your balance point. Yeah. Now, if you recorded that and you slow, put it into slow motion, you'll see overcompensating. You'll go to one extreme, and then because you don't want to fall onto that side, you overcompensate for that extreme by going all the way over to the other extreme. Yeah. Uh, eventually the sway narrows. It gets smaller and smaller until you find a balance point. I mean, that's exactly what we're doing on a giant scale. So you would do that balancing on a fence. We do that now in our lives in general. Like for me, many years when I was a part of a Christian community, I would see people would come in and suddenly like, I love Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. And then some would offend them. And then, and now then they leave and go to the opposite extreme where they're, you know, prostituting themselves out and taking drugs. It's like life does not have to be lived on such extremes. You can find a healthy point of balance in the middle. Another end of the, you know, we're seeing this as well on politically. We've got the extreme left and the extreme right wing. Yeah. 
where the people with the most sense tend to be in the middle because you can't deny there is sense on both sides, just not on the extreme. So we're going, that's what we're seeing. We've gone, the world has probably been a lot more right-wing and it's, it's shifting to a left-wing sway. Yep. That'll eventually go back to a right-wing sway. We just don't really know how how many sways back and forward it'll be until we find a balance point. Is that a, is that a two-year journey or is this another 400-year journey? The only thing we can all do as individuals is seek that balance point ourselves. Bro, I'm so glad we got you yeah, on this I'm show, so- man. <laughs> You're amazing, Toby. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure to be here. That's all good. Um, do you want to keep going with this or do you want to move on to the next um, next topic? Well, all right. We'll take – we'll use the cancel culture. Yeah. Think. Um, I want to bring the whole gender side in um, because I Jordan sent me an article the other week about schools and the terms mums and dads in schools being taken out of um, – the use, the use of using the ter- like the w- terms mum and dad in the schools in Victoria and some other places. What are your thoughts on that? Do you reckon um, instead of using mums and dads, just parents, what are your thoughts with the whole cancelling of the use of mums and dads? Because every boy and girl I know I've taught, um, some families um, I've taught don't have a mum or dad, but the use of it, I've... Like, I've grown up with it generations before. I've grown up with mothers, like fathers and all that. But not being able to use it in schools is a bit... Um, I think they're trying to cater... Away. What they're saying, they're trying to cater for those... Um, you know, we have this new generation of, um, I guess, non-binary and gender-neutral sort of thing like that. Like, what do you... Do you have any thoughts on that or... like that? Whole I don't think we can take the language away. I mean, for anyone wanting more information... On this topic, there's um, Dr. Jordan Peterson. He's a psychologist from Kenner. He is absolutely amazing. He's got plenty of stuff on, yeah, on YouTube, plenty of books out, and he talks quite a lot about um, different pronouns and yeah. you know freedom of speech. So he's a good one to look into. But I don't think we can take words away. Like, what's the difference between I call my grandmother Nan, yeah. someone else might call their grandmother Grandma yeah. or Granny, or Omar, or any other term you can come think of. There's multiple names for the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't think. I don't think we should take away or limit language. We should learn and teach children to be open and okay and accepting of yeah. a variety of language. Yeah, because yeah, I know, um, as a Christian, I like I I was going to Hillsong. Yep. I know we got an email from, especially when it was when Brian Houston back in, I think it was 2015, 16, because he came out about the whole um, like the gay and lesbian community. And even he said that um, he loves and cares for all people and he accepts everyone and he welcomes everyone into um, church and everything. He has no um, real offence to anything because he um, everyone is welcome. In a church. But I feel like at a school, like if I got told, Adam, um, we're not able to use the word terms like mum and dad anymore, I feel like that's going to be really hard to take. Because like you were saying, Nan, Granny, I call my grandma Granny. Um, you got Omars and everything. So you have those words. And it's generational. 
So just being able to say, no, you can't use yeah. it, it's a bit is hard. Is that also like, also trying to avoid discriminating against, you know, these uh, or these gender neutral parties or whatever? Is that, do you, do you guys think it's discriminating against those people that still want to use those terms though? Like, is that taking away those people's rights to, to be able to use those terms? You. No, well, people can use whatever terms they want. I mean, for me personally, I, don't, I really do not care what language anyone uses. Yep. If I can see that someone's trying to offend me, well, I'll think that person is an asshole. I don't waste any more time yep. Yep. and attention on them. It's yep. as simple as that. But, I mean, in, in general communication, you need to be able to speak um, and use the language that you're most familiar with. Yep. Now, that's one part of communication because it's about getting your thoughts out. But what about the other side of communication is to be able to receive another person's thoughts. So I really think rather than limiting our language, we need to expand and have more tolerance overall. Yeah, and that's where learning comes in as well and being able to educate ourselves, our friends, our peers, the next generation coming through because without learning, you're not going to be able to grow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because... for me, the the worry for me as a teacher is, is it going to get to a stage where in my classroom I'm going to be doing an activity and uh, you know how sometimes we, we separate the boys, the and, boys girls. and the girls. Yeah. I go, you know, girls to my right, boys to my left. Is it going to get to a stage, do you boys believe we're going to get to a stage where I go, okay, girls to my right, boys to my left, and then whoever... Um, Whatever you want to identify or over there, or is is that is? Do you think it'll get to that point? Like, I think it'll try to get to that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll work. I don't think it. Or do I you, don't think the society will work yeah, yeah. by denying those physical genders. Yeah. Because there are ways in which we do separate the world into two categories. Yeah. 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 And they're two very, very real categories because there's biological differences. And I think, um, you know, and all, you know, people can identify with whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if a young boy then wants to change, decides to identify himself as a girl, yeah. go for it. There's no problem with that. Yeah. But I mean, you can't deny the facts as well. Yeah. And again, we are, like I was saying earlier on, we are in a world of duality where it's left or right, good or bad, right or wrong. Yeah. You know, Sometimes reality is not one or the other. Yeah. It's a combination of both and possibly even the third, fourth or fifth option. Yeah. You know, that's the complexity of reality that you really only understand once you start to open your mind yeah. and not hold on to such small ideologies and belief yeah. systems. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly open-minded about the whole thing. You know, like, um, you know, I have you and Corey, like, you two guys, you great guys, like, Nothing against the LGBT community or anything like that, but yeah. I understand if you know you're born a female, you want to, you know, you, you feel like you're not, um, you're, you know, you, inside you don't feel like you know you're a female. You, yeah. you relate more as a male. Same thing if you're a male and you feel like you should have been born a woman. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for that, but for me, it's just it's confusing when people say, you know, I. I don't identify as either. Like, I it, it doesn't make sense to me. I I can't get my head wrapped around that. So, I'm you know I'm not trying to offend anyone, but for me it doesn't make sense. Like how how do you not identify as one or the other? So, do you, yeah, I don't know. How, do you 
have have you met people? Have you come across people that don't identify or or non-binary, like within your community, or not too much, a little bit. Yep. Um, but I still, say, I think that is still a very small minority. Yeah. Yep. Even within the LGBTIQAP plus community, it's still a very small portion. Yeah. Um, and. It's hard to really know. Uh, all of those people who are identifying like that, are they are they experiencing it the same? Is it a different experience for them? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to know. It's hard to... I just think it's... In the same way, they're you know, we need to be tolerant and accepting and open and understanding yeah. for these people, I think it's important for everyone else to be just as tolerant and understanding for for everybody else who is trying to understand, who struggles to understand, but who ultimately is not experiencing that reality of life. So it's very, very hard to understand. And you can only ever understand to a degree unless you're fully experiencing it. So I think that the key really is tolerance on both sides. Um. What's your opinion on um, so um, transgender? So we have, uh, I think recently we've had males, um, you know, transform themselves into females, and now they're competing in female sports. Do Do you think that's? Uh, do you have an opinion on that? Do you think that's fair, or what's your? Do you have any thoughts on that at all, Tove? I don't know too much about it, but just from the top of my head, I guess if you know a um, a man converting to a woman then competing in female sports. Yeah. So to do that conversion, to fully convert to the opposite sex, you're also doing a lot of hormone therapy as well. Yeah. So that person will have lost a lot of that masculine strength, yeah. testosterone. So they, it would. I feel like it's just as fair them competing with women as it would be well I mean I don't find it I don't don't think it'd be any more fair if yeah. they were if they were competing with other men yeah. Yeah. in that case yeah. due to the hormonal changes yeah. um, it's a hard one is it <laughs> yeah. yeah it is it's, it's quite a hard it's a hard topic yeah. it's a good one though it gets yeah. you thinking I mean it's, it's hard because you also don't want to offend anybody which to be honest, I don't care about offending people too much. Um, we should we should all be striving to be unoffendable. Yeah. We should all be striving in our lives to to grow and be strong, to be resilient, to be wise and knowledgeable, to a point where we're not offendable. Yeah. You know, we're we're quite a delicate generation. It's it's older generations, especially in here in Australia, who have who have lived in harder times and gone to wars and all that. Someone says a word and, and our world crumbles. <laughs> so, do you want to be like that, or do you want to be like your grandparents who who was shot out in war and who saw other people die? Exactly. You know, what sort of strength do you want to have in your life? Yeah. What's going to give you the better opportunity of living a really good, yeah. productive life to better the world? Yeah, because yeah, there was recent um just reading there was a case where a South African runner who um, is a tra- transgender tra- um, went from male to female. And she won the 800 and 400 meter in the Olympics, but then a ruling came because everyone, all the athletes complained, 
and they got told that they had to lower their testosterone levels down to actually compete and to um, run with the women. So they've gone through the whole um, converted from um, becoming a transgender woman, but there's a few parallels with the testosterone levels and everything. So athletes are being... So that person's testosterone levels were higher because she was before a man. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because if you were, I mean, if I was going to go running and then I just injected more more testosterone into me, that's essentially doping. It's the same thing. So whether whether you put more into yourself or you just haven't lowered it enough, you're still outside of a range that would be considered the average for that particular group of people running. Yeah. So I do understand that. That makes I think that makes sense. And like if you maybe I think there needs to be a law or some kind of range in which women's testosterone levels yeah. can be versus men's testosterone levels. And regardless of which one you compete in, um, you have your testosterone levels have to be within the range of that group you're competing in. Yeah, because I know um, like I love my soccer. And if you want the whole, like, bring sport into gender neutral, you think about Serena Williams. Um, we'll go tennis first. Yep. She's probably one of the most amazing female athletes ever to compete. Yep. But if you compete her against Roger Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, there's going to be a big skill level. There's yep. going to be... Um, and she won't do as well against them compared to the women. And also, like, with the whole endurance thing, because I know the females in tennis, they play three sets and men play five. If we're going to bring in the sport, do they women's have to start playing five sets? Do we want to compete women against men? Because you've got even like NBA, um, soccer, um, golf, they have separate events where the US women's um, soccer team recently versed a Dallas FC under-15s team, and they lost. Is that a male? Yeah, so it was was under-15s boys, and they competed against the US women who just won the World Cup, uh, the Women's World Cup, and they lost 5-3. So it's really hard to, with the whole gender, like that athlete, yes, she was once a male, now she wants wants to be a female, but if we're doing the whole gender-neutral... We can't have females competing against men because there is a difference. Yeah, yep. I, I understand that. Like that. Um, I think there obviously needs to be more categories in which to compete because we are in a very multicultural, diverse world, and it's yeah. becoming more and more diverse now that you can change your gender, yeah. or you can you can even change it halfway if you if you don't want to go the full change. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of options, but in this. But then that's why you're in a lot of sports there's weight divisions as yeah, well. True. Like you're not going to have a big Tongan man competing next to a, a tiny little Asian man yeah. in weightlifting. Yeah. I mean, automatically that's not going to be fair. So there's there's multiple different, you know, there's different factors that can that can create a, an advantage or a dis- disadvantage. Yeah. This is only now with um, with gender, it's only putting another factor in there yeah. into the already complex mix yeah. just, just growing and growing 
So I don't know how you really fix the problem. It's just if your aim is to be the best, aim to be the best, yeah. regardless of anyone else around you. Yeah. I mean, most I would say most athletes do aim to be the best in the world. Yeah, yeah definitely. And if that's your aim, don't just want to be the best in the women or best in the men. Be the best in the world. That's it's that goal for the best that's going to get you achieving more. Like you don't do an exam and aim to get seventy percent because you'll probably get 70%. If you aim for 100%, you might at least get 75% yeah. or 80% yeah. or 100%. But you wouldn't get any of that if you only aim for 70%. So why not aim for the absolute best? <laughs> well, do it then, all right, with the whole gender neutral thing. Yeah. With, um, I'll like, continue with the sport. Um, the Australian Open was the first tennis um, competition to have the similar um, prize money. There's never... Um, it's been before men earned a couple million more yeah. than the female. The soccer, the salaries of Cristiano Ronaldo is like 600000 a week compared to the women's, like Sam Kerr's only on 50000 Do we need to start actually looking into the money of how we um, treat our footballers, but also in society and jobs? Like if, I know in some jobs, yeah. growing up, like in the uh, big businesses... If you're a male, you were earning 10 times, yeah. uh, probably not 10 times, but you were earning more than females. Yeah. I think when it comes to, to sport, I'll have a go at answering this one. Uh, those, like those athletes like, you know, Cristiano, you know, in the NBA, the LeBrons and that, yeah. they're putting butts. It comes down to, to the money they bring in. So if, you know, you've got those big guys, they're putting butts in the seats. Yeah. Man. People are paying money to come and, Watch those guys play. So um, I think their wage depends on how much of a crowd. I think a lot of sports are like that too. You get paid on how much you bring in, revenue you bring in. So I think for the women, um, you know, I'm not trying to be slack or anything, but they're not bringing in those crowds that, you know, these male athletes, these big stars are bringing in. So I feel like the money sort of um, uh, reflects what they're bringing in is what they're, is what their paycheck reflects. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, get, I definitely get it. Because I know, like, cricket, the BBL, yeah. um, all the BBL teams yeah. play in the MCG, the SCG, where the women's, yeah. they're playing North Sydney Oval. Yeah. They're not playing like, in I the understand in the tennis, and, yeah. you know, you got those big stars like, um, you know, Williams. Yeah. Um, is it Osaka? Yeah. And yeah, um, like, they're... As, you know, as, is, it uh, as, is that as, a name? Um, Oh, who's our tennis player? Number one. Yeah, you know, they. I understand them being on similar yeah. money as the men now because they're bringing those. You know, they put those butts in those seats. People yeah. want to come and watch those women play, play tennis. So, they're bringing in the the crowd. They're bringing in the revenue. Yeah. So, their paycheck should reflect. Um, you know, those those things. Whereas, um, you know, you see our A League and our W League women big and difference. men. There's a big difference in pay there because. People come, they, the men bring the money in. People are coming to watch them. They're, you know, people are coming into the stadiums. They're buying food. They're spending money. It's more money coming in. Yeah. With the women, like, you know, there are some very skilled um, yeah. female athletes out there. But it's just, the, it's not what the crowd are interested in. And it's slack. Like, it's yeah. our society. Like, we, I don't know it's, if it's because that's just how it's always been in history. Like, the men were always the type, you know, out there 
you know, you think back in the days of the gladiators, it was the men that were out there fighting and yep. and killing each other. Like you never ever heard of women going out and doing that. Um, I think it all comes down to yeah, the mascul the history of just masculinity. Yeah, you know, it's I, th- I feel like if it was a history, yeah. of, I think if it was a history of women, you know, being the gladiators back in the day, and that I think it, we might have a different story these yep. days. Yeah, I mean, there could always yeah. be elements of sexism in there yeah. as well. Like, you never really know on a minor scale, like, yeah. what what managers are sexist, yeah. Yeah. you know, to the individual. But as a whole, I think you're right. I think yeah. it really does come down to this is what people want to see. Yeah. This is where what the money is being invested into. So this is what's generating more money. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Like, you know, there's probably old men out there playing chess and you could probably watch that on TV but that may not be bringing in as much money as yeah, you know yeah. as the grand final does yeah. you know um, and it's got nothing to do with that's not an age discrimination yeah. or a sex discrimination yeah. that's just simply people want to watch this people don't want to watch this yeah. as much yeah I, I feel like that's like a whole different topic like the whole equal pay thing in in a sports especially in sports especially because yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is how much money you can bring in for our business is how yeah. much your your pay is gonna you know is affect your yeah. pay or what what you're gonna get. So in um in sports, I feel like that's that's definitely the um the big factor there. Yeah. Whereas in like uh, businesses like uh, you know working in the city yeah. or an office job or something like that, I I feel like that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Is there? It's hard to know unless you're working because I mean. Just sport, as we're just speaking about, that in itself is an industry. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got multiple other industries. So every industry is different. different. It's run different. Every industry generates money in a different way. Now, there are some skills that women have that are, you know, better than men, generally speaking. There are some skills men have that women don't tend to have, generally speaking, you know. You'll get, you tend to get a lot more men in trades, but there are a lot of women in trades but you'll get a lot more women in the nursing, counselling, caring kind of positions. Um, And again, it's very generally speaking, it's a very mixed world now and anyone can do any job. But you can generalise. It's like um, us as teachers, it's a uh, female-dominated sort of profession. But do you think it comes down to how you were talking about that, that balance? Is that what we need or do you think that's what's missing? Like... As you said, it's it's going back and forth until we find that balance. Do you think I think can, so. I mean, I think relate in here in, in like, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll put that analogy onto everything in yeah. life. Like, I've really the entire world, life, the universe, everything in existence. I yeah. think comes down to a fine balance. Yeah. Like, you know, the level of salt in our blood, the level of salt in the ocean. Yeah. You know, yeah. the everything. Because yeah. um, that's where all the new general. Yeah. Um, the gender-neutral terms are coming. Yep. So instead of mankind, humankind, police man, police woman, <laughs> the police, fireman, firefighter. Yeah. So like actor, actress, it's an just actor in general. So all these gen like gender-neutral terms are coming in and filling all those jobs. Because I know like <laughs> it's yeah, always been really um, controversial if you like if a boy if a girl wants to be a firefighter. Is it a firewoman, fireman? What do you come about? That's now just we're just moving on from the fireman to is firefighter. It f- is it firefighter? Firefighter. Yeah. Like what about fireman Sam? Has that been cancelled yet? 
don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Just bring... But what about in a social setting? Like, you'll go up to a bunch of people and say, hey, guys, that could be a bunch of men or women. Yeah. Yeah. I use that or like, both. I actually use that a lot. But you would still say, hey, guys, it's a common, even though it's guys is a masculine term, it's, it's used in our society yeah. Yeah. neutrally. I think, yeah, you can use guys now, in a group that's team, accepted because yeah. we all accept it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think there would be that small, that tiny minority that would get offended by that. They would. Oh they? yeah, because <laughs> I know I use um like I'm. Of course. <laughs> I use guys a lot in our, like our meetings yeah. and everything, yeah. and there's literally there's three males yeah. in our primary meetings. And I'm like, hey guys, hope you're all having a good day. I always use it. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it just comes down to with all this. It just comes down to what you put an importance on. Like, yeah. if you want it to, mm. if you want to let those things affect your life, you know, let, let it, it affect yeah. your life. But for someone like yeah. me, for someone like you, you boys, might be different. I, if it's not, if if I don't think on it too much, it doesn't affect yeah. my life. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get that as well. I mean, I do see it as different. Like when someone has experienced a lot of trauma as well, it can, it's not just as easy yeah. as yeah. saying, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. So we can appreciate that, but I think the key is ultimately our mutual respect. Yeah. And, you know, if you're born a male and then you change to a female, or even if you just want to identify as a female, yeah. if you ask someone, refer to me as she or her, yeah. then out, out of a respect, they should be able to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also out of a mutual respect, don't expect that person to change their entire language and the and the way they refer to people and everything in general, you know, we shouldn't have to change our language entirely to suit somebody else. Yeah. But we can change the way we speak to that one person upon request. That's a mutual respect. Yeah. Honestly, man, I love having you on yeah, here today, bro. man. It's <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm definitely going to get you back on. It's been yeah, I'm team. So, so let's do what are out of this whole conversation yeah. of the whole gender neutral the cancel yeah. what are our three main takeaways from this what would um start with George I think my main takeaway is just like uh, I love how you were talking about the the whole balance thing yeah I think if we lived in a world uh, I think it's impossible where we can just find that balance that that um that middle ground yeah like I think yeah, the world would be so much better, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just the way it's always going to be. So, yeah. yeah. What about yourself? Um, I think just your view, yeah. your worldview. If you're if you're open to everything, yeah. not um like one comment's not going to hurt you, but if you're fixed and closed, yeah. everything's going to hurt you. Everything if something comes along will impact you. Yeah. So just having that open mindset, yeah. that growth mindset of saying. Things are changing, yeah. but you actually you grow with it. You learn from it. So yeah, definitely the whole openness yeah. and having that open mind. Any takeaways for you, Tobes? Like, have you have you ever done anything like this before? Or? Uh, I've played discussions. I've been on a podcast before, yeah. so yeah. this one's the first. Um, I think just to sum it all up, I guess ultimately what each person can do is aim to be more, aim to be stronger. You know, we live in a world where everyone's like accept me for who I am exactly the way I am yeah. Yeah. and that's okay yeah. but if if you're perfect exactly the way you are yeah. 
then you don't grow beyond this yeah. point. That's perfect. Bro, you know, we perfect. should be we should be accepting each other for who they are. Yeah. But we shouldn't. But we should always be desiring more yeah. for ourselves and and for each other. You know, we, there should be there should be a constant discomfort in the world. Because it's discomfort that drives you to get out of the discomfort. You know, if you're sitting down with your legs crossed and your leg goes numb with pins and needles, you'll change your position. But you won't change it until that point because before that point you were comfortable. It's only once you start experiencing discomfort, that's what motivates you to change. You know, and too often people wait until they've got lung cancer to quit smoking. They wait till they're morbidly obese to eat a salad. You know, we wait to the very last moment. If we can be honest with ourselves in the first place, we may not get to these stages. We may be able to make change and growth and progress a lot earlier, but while wherever we're trying to be accepted exactly the way that we are yeah. and thinking, you know, this is who I am, I was born this way, whatever it is, there's no room for progress. This is what you see the world is how it's going to be. Take the good with the bad. But, you know, if we take that individual responsibility, we do have hope yeah. of being better. I love that. That is perfect way. <laughs> Bro, do you want your own podcast? Like, <laughs> Maybe one day. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, um, oh, a perfect man. way to sum it up. It's been a blessing having you on, man. Um, Great. Are you, are you still on any socials or anything, man? Or I am now. I had a break for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I get rid of Facebook sometimes. Yeah. and just what's, what's your Instagram, not- man? Give... Give yourself a plug, bro. My Instagram, Toby Gillies, T O B Y G I L I E S, all in one word. Yeah. Awesome. Bro. That is me. Honestly, man, thank you for being on the show today. Like, this is amazing. We've been like talking about getting someone yeah. on. And yeah, I yeah. caught up with Corey last week. And I, I mentioned, yeah. like, you know, I started podcasting with Adam here. And he goes, Oh, you should get Toby on. I'm like, Why didn't I think of getting Toby yeah. on? Like,. <laughs> Like two months ago or a month, whatever, whenever we started. Yeah. So that's a good way to start. Honestly, man, it's been awesome having you on here. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. It's been a pleasure. Thanks Hopefully for having me. Catch up in um in person soon. If yep, you're interested, sure. we'd love to have you back Agreed. on again, man, in the future. Definitely, so. I reckon mental yeah. health will yeah. be our yeah definitely next, next topic because that's such a important topic yeah. to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I'm keen, so just let me know. Nah, See you again. All right, cheers, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Let's think right. us out. Thanks right. for that. Thank us out. <laughs>